Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be at a crossroads in my career. Well, I've got an email here from a guy who's been following me for about a year, and he's doing really well in life. And something he always wanted to do, and he, and after he started following my work, he said, "You know what? I can't go to my grave without having gotten on stage and telling some jokes and seeing how people react." And so he started doing open mic night and now he's starting to get booked for shows and now he's got a comedy promoter that wants him to do like 15 shows in 30 days. He says the money is great and it will pay all my bills for the month but then what do I do after that? He says – so he's want to know should I stay doing what I'm doing, working in my career that I'm not crazy about and continue to hone my skills in the comedy industry for another year or should I take the plunge and just go for it? So what we're going to talk about today is looking at your downside risk. I had an entrepreneur, one of my first millionaire mentors that I met. And I was like, I think I was 22, 23. I sat down with him in South Beach and he, he, had, he was very heavily involved when South Beach was going through its reformation, if you will, in the early 90s when they started taking those old buildings that were built in the 20s and 30s, turning them into hotels because up until that point, what what happened was you had a lot of older people down there that had retired. The place had just kind of gotten run down and a lot of those people end up dying off and passing away. So they had all these boarded up, vacant, Art Deco type of buildings. So things are really cheap. And one of the interesting things that he taught me about real estate is he says, if you want to know where the trends are, find out where the artists live. Wherever the artists live because they need cheap housing because they're usually broke. They live in warehouse type things and where those people tend to be is where like the next boom is going to be as far as the real estate industry. And he, he was right. He gave me several examples of where he had done that, where he had bought not only in South Beach but areas down in Miami where there were a lot of artists living. And I mean he made millions and millions of dollars, very successful guy. And so I took, I took him to lunch one day just to kind of pick his brain, just to ask questions and just get some, you know, like I said, I was 20, 21, 22, 23 and one of the first things he told me that stuck with me was he said, most important thing is always know your downside. In other words, what happens when things don't go the way you expect? When all your rosy projections don't work out, what are you going to do then? And it was a great great philosophy that I always followed and there was, there was one time in my life, when I, back when I was in the real estate and the mortgage business, interestingly enough, where I didn't follow that. You get a little cocky, you get a little full of yourself, you're making lots of money, think you can do no wrong. And I really wasn't paying attention to my downside risk and I made some bad business decisions that cost me a lot of fucking money, a couple million dollars it cost me. So I learned – even though I knew this stuff, it's like you don't follow the fundamentals, you're going to get bitten in the ass. So I'm going to take that philosophy and we're going to look at this guy's email. So I have a quote that I wrote on this topic and I'm going to go through his email. <clears throat> And the quote says, in every business deal, investment, career move, and personal relationship, you should always know your downside. In other words, what is your downside risk if things do not go as you planned? It's essential to be optimistic and go for the things you want in life in order to be successful, but you should do it in a balanced way with minimal risk to your career, business, health, and emotional well-being. Making progress towards your grandest goals and dreams always involves risk but you should not risk more than you are willing or can afford to lose 
Incremental progress is a smart, steady, sure, and balanced way to succeed, but recklessly gambling in hopes of an instant payoff is like thinking that you can beat the house in a casino where the odds are never stacked in your favor. So with that philosophy in mind, let's take a look at this guy's situation. He says, hey coach, I've been following you for about a year and I have to say I've never been happier. I went from pursuing a career I had no passion for and dating one awful woman at a time to pursuing my childhood dream and seeing multiple great women. That's awesome, dude. It's your birthright. I mean, think about it. We come into this world to enjoy our lives. We're not here to toil away at some fucking desk job in a cubicle. It's something we hate. We're here to do, I mean, think about it. You're going to have a much better impact on the world if you're doing something that you love and you have a passion for. And the more people we can get doing that, just think of how much better the world is going to be. I mean, how many times have you walked into a business or a government office, if you will, and you have to deal with somebody that's a fucking clock puncher? They're just doing the job for a paycheck. They hate fucking being there. They don't like being there. They're rude. They're ornery. And it's just a shitty experience. And how many times have you walked into a business or a restaurant or anything in your life and and been taken care of by people who absolutely love what they're doing? It's a much better experience. They deliver more value and you walk away with a bigger smile on your face, feeling good about the experience. The more people that we get aligned with their true purpose, their core mission in life, it's going to make the world better for everybody. I feel like I've done a complete 180. I decided that I couldn't go to my grave without attempting to get on stage and tell some jokes. And I've talked about this many times in the past when they have done interviews with people that are like on their deathbed or people that have lived to be like 175 years or up. It's like all of them across the board. They all said the same thing. I wish I had taken more risks. I wish I had done those things that I was scared of because you get to the end of your life, you're out of fucking time. And wouldn't you much rather be sitting on your rocking chair or in your hammock somewhere when you're older? Just smiling with a big fucking smile on your face and thinking about all the great memories that you had, all the great experiences that you had versus the average person, you know, they have a life full of regrets or they just can't wait to get out of life. I, you know, I mentioned before I have a, a doctor friend of mine and he's a cardiologist and so I, you know, I was asking him, it's like when people come to you and they're having heart problems or they have a heart a health challenge, it's like life-threatening. It's like – and you tell people exercise, diet and you go through all those things. How, what percentage of them actually do it? He says what's interesting is like people 55 and up, it's like 75 percent are like just give me the fucking pill. I don't want to hear about the exercise. They just don't care anymore. They've just totally given up and it's just the opposite. People that are under that age, about 70, 75 percent of them actually will take the advice. They'll start working out. They'll start, they'll start eating better. They'll start taking care of their body. But it's like you hit that magic age around 55 and it's like people – they just give up. Life has just beat them down so much that they're just – they got one foot in the grave and they, they don't care. I remember my, my dad was dating about – just about 10, 11 years ago. He was dating this woman and she had all kinds of health problems, just had a horrible diet. And she wasn't a good influence on my dad. Like when my dad started dating her, like he started eating like her, drinking coffee all the time, just really – a terrible diet and I, I just remember it's like 
I was talking to him, and the next thing I know, he's got all these medications he's on. He's got colitis, or he's basically shitting blood and all this stuff. I'm like, Dad, you're out of your fucking mind. You know, so I got him juicing and doing those things, and he got off all those medications. And, you know, like the girlfriend that he had, her, and she wasn't interested in any of that. So I don't want to, that green juice, I don't care about that. I'm going to eat what I want, and if it means I die sooner, it's like, she just didn't give a fuck anymore. And she, she wasn't a good influence on my dad. And then they end up breaking up and she ended up passing away, got sudden Ill- illness two, three years later and died. I mean it was sad but it's like – I mean think about it. Like you, you got to think about the people who you allow into your inner circle. If you're trying to take care of yourself and you're trying to strive for your goals and your dreams, you can't have negative people like that that don't share that same worldview bringing you down. Because they, they slowly will bring you down to their level. It doesn't happen over a few weeks or a few months. Sometimes it happens over many months or even many years. It's just like a slow thing. It's like the analogy of putting the frog in a pot of hot boiling water. It jumps right out. But if you put the frog in a pot of warm water and you slowly turn up the heat, it will just stay there and eventually slowly boil to death. And that's what happens to, to most people. But it's, it's just interesting that like the cardiologist friend was telling me people get to be about 55 and that's pretty much it. It's like pull the ripcord or like you know, I got one foot in the, the grave and they don't give a fuck anymore. They're just like fuck it. They had enough and the sooner this life ends, the better for them. I mean it's just – I mean it's sad but unfortunately that's the way a large majority of the people go through life and you don't have to be one of them because the more – that you could stand up and do things like this guy is doing, the more you become an inspiration for the people around you. So they say, wow, if that guy can do it or if that girl can do it, why not me? He says, I decided that I couldn't go to my grave without attempting to get on stage and tell some jokes. I got up a year ago and dove in head first. I went from a new open mic night comic to a potential rising star in the Pacific Northwest. I'm booking shows and I've been asked to feature in different cities that's awesome something he's always wanted to do had a burning desire to do, probably been a jokester his whole life goofy i mean you look at somebody like jim carrey i mean his his father was a jokester and so they grew up telling jokes as part of a way to deal with the fact that they were so poor and they suffered so much even at one point they were the whole family was sleeping on an, one of their family members lawn in tents they were so broke and they used humor to make a positive light of the of the situation, and that environment was like the perfect environment. And you know, Jim Carrey—he's a master comic. He's just an incredible person. Very inspiring story. So he says, "Here's the problem: a fellow comic has a booking agent who likes me and wants me to go on tour with him this fall. It's 15 shows in 30 days, and the money would easily get me through the month. But I have two kids and responsibilities." I don't know if I should take this leap and try to fulfill my dream just doing comedy or if I should give it another year of honing my skills before I take the leap. Any advice would be appreciated. Well, all, all I see here is that you, you've got a guaranteed income for one month. Now, it's totally possible that you could quit your job and go out and do these 15 shows or whatever in 30 days and then they book you for another month. And it's like flipping a coin. Do you really want to – I mean you got responsibility. So it's like what's your downside risk in this situation? You got kids that depend upon you and so it's not like you can just – it's not like you're single and you can go live like a college student and live in a youth hostel or something like that and just focus 100 percent 
on your comedy. So the smart way to do it is, I mean, think about it. If you value yourself, if you love yourself and you know that you're a great catch and you have a lot to offer somebody and they really want you to go on tour and do these things, I mean, think about it. It's like the way I look at my book. Eventually, it's going to become a bestseller. Eventually, it's going to go to number one and it's going to fucking stay there. Kind of like Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon did with their album that they released back in the 70s because the way my business model is set up and the value that I add to people, it's just my book sales just continue creeping up. Most people, when they go and they publish a book, what happens? They do a bunch of publicity. People talk about it for a matter of months and then it's like on to the next thing. So the way I look at things is I'm slowly, incrementally, just continually grinding it out, constantly making videos, constantly coaching people, constantly writing, just constantly teaching people in the best way that I know possible to help them in all areas of their life, not just their intimate relationships but their career, everything else. I'm doing the little things. It's a very balanced, methodical way that I've been going about it. That's why my business continues to grow and the bigger it gets – it just continues to grow exponentially, which is really exciting. When you start a business and you're like making nothing from it and it's taking money from you just like a you know, raising a kid does. It's very expensive. If you know, those first first few years that they're around, but it's like once it you get that business model figured out and it really starts to t- take off, it's really cool to see that. To see all that effort and hard work start to pay off. And that's like what this guy's getting to see. Something he's always had a passion for. And because he has a burning desire to do it and it's something that he loves and it's really compelling to him, that's why he's so good at it because that's aligned with his core purpose and his mission in life. And so if you look at it from the perspective of you have a lot of value to bring to the table and eventually you're going to become an internationally known great comic because you have a passion for it. You're obviously good at it. If after just a year you already got people wanting to book you for shows – Think about it. Repetition is a mother of skill and being a stand-up comic, really, it's like you look at any of the greats like Jim Carrey or Seinfeld or, or, or Carlin or anybody like that. It's like they come up with jokes. They go and they do open mic nights or they do – they get in front of an audience and they tell jokes and they record it. They film it and they see how the audience reacts and, and what they do is they review the tape and they look at what jokes bombed and what jokes did really well. And the jokes that didn't do well, they work on those jokes to try to come up with ways to make them funnier or they replace them all together. And then they go out and they, well, next time it's like the same thing. So it's, that's why you can go see a comic and it doesn't matter which city you see them in or you see them at the improv or the comedy store or something like that. It's the same act. Repetition is a mother of skill. They just continue. I've, I've gone to see stand-up comics when they're starting a new tour with all new jokes and everything and they talk about this. They share these things and me being a, a success coach, a life coach, I listen to those kinds of things. I listen to how they do it and all the greats, that's what they do. They practice things out on people first. They see what works and they see what doesn't work and they continue to change and refine their act until they pretty much keep the audience laughing all the way through it. And after they, they're on tour for a year or so, what do they do? They go to like an HBO comedy special or they do some kind of special on like the comedy channel or whatever and they film it and they have a DVD of it or they make a movie of it or whatever and they make a shitload of money for it. So I mean at the end of the day, eventually you're going to get there is the way you should look at it. If this is what you love, so until somebody's willing to give you the kind of deal that you want – I mean, in this particular case, you got to work. I would assume you're like working Monday through Friday, 
So when it comes around to like the weekends, say, great, I'm happy to go on these cities, but I got a job. I, I can't count on just having work for 30 days and then not know what I'm going to do after that. I got kids. I got responsibilities. So book me, book me my gigs on the weekends and fly me out there, pay for my airfare, put me up in a hotel, and I'd love to do that. Otherwise, you know, I'll just do shows here and there when you want me. If not, I appreciate the offer, but something, I mean, I've only been doing this for a year and you're already ready to take me on tour. So somebody's going to come along and want me, want to hire me or want to give me a contract or want to give me a, if you were getting like a guaranteed contract for a year or two, I'd say that's a different story. But your downside risk here is that you're taking all the risk. I mean, say you go and you do real well and the shows are great, but he has nothing else lined up for you. Then what? You got kids to, to take care of? You can't just – so to me, your downside risk is too high to quit your job at this particular moment in time. But it doesn't mean you can't do these shows. Just have him schedule it in a way that you can go do these shows in a weekend. Maybe you do two or three shows in a weekend. You fly out on a Friday night. You do two, three shows on a Saturday, two to three shows on a Sunday and then, you know, take the red eye back to your city or whatever, sleep on the plane or whatever it has to be and then go to work on Monday and then Friday do the same thing all over again. That's a much better way to do it and if this guy really wants you, if he really believes in you, he's just not another fucking phony ass Hollywood type because I've dealt with a lot of those assholes because they'll tell you, oh, you're great. You're what all oh, we want to use. You're wonderful. Oh, it's so they don't fucking care. They're just looking to make a fucking buck off you. I, I get these people contact me all the time, want me to do radio shows, television shows. And I'm like, dude, I got my own YouTube channel. I can say whatever the fuck I want without the filter of traditional me, media and TV and radio, which is a dying medium anyways. So why would I want to give up everything I've got that's continuing to go up like this to go into a dying medium? Content is king. If you're a content producer. Put your stuff in the internet, things like Facebook or your own personal website, YouTube, Instagram, things of this nature and you – that way you have ownership of everything that you do. I would also suggest for you, the guy that wrote this email, you should also think about doing a YouTube channel and telling some of your jokes. Get a nice background kind of like what I got. You can get those things made up for a few hundred dollars, get yourself some lights, a camera, build yourself a little studio or whatever it happens to be and just come up with funny shit and talk about it and make people laugh. That's, a, that's one way – one thing that you can do to help your career and your spare time. So this is a good opportunity that this guy is giving to you. But from a negotiation standpoint, just negotiate a deal where you can keep your job and you can work on the weekends. I wouldn't give up your job right now. It's just – it's too much downside risk and the guy's really not bringing anything to the table. Unless it's a big studio or a big company that's will, willing to sign you a contract and they have the financial wherewithal to actually pay you. And perform on that contract without any bullshit weasel clauses to dump you at a moment's notice. Keep your job, but I mean, that, I mean, in a year, I mean, that's fantastic that you've done so well in a year. So the way I would look at it, if I were you, eventually you're gonna get there, just like me. I know eventually my book is gonna go to number one and become an international bestseller, and it's gonna stay there once it gets there, which is gonna continue to sell more and more books, and that's why I just focus on adding value. So do the same thing. Build your own personal brand. Don't ever put your, all your eggs in one basket and depend upon Hollywood or a, a television network or any of those people. Depend upon yourself. That's why I have my own personal website because I have all of those email subscribers. I have – because you never know what happens. Maybe someday Facebook goes out of business or Instagram goes out of business or YouTube goes out of business. If you own all of your own content 
and you have all that stuff, then you can put it in other platforms as things continue to evolve over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And the work that you do today, you can be getting paid on it for the rest of your life and getting residuals without people getting in these middlemen and Hollywood and these television networks getting in the way of all of that and giving you pennies on the dollar for all the value that you have. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to book a paid phone, Skype, or email coaching session. You can choose any of those options by going to my website, clicking the products tab at the top of your screen, and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.